Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. James Bond is coming back to the big screen in cinemas in the UK, and we're hoping to go to every one of the 25 films. Join us as we celebrate the 60th anniversary of our favourite British agents by watching them all in order. We hope you guys are watching them too, so please let us know your thoughts. You can find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, and our podcast is available on iTunes and Spotify, as well as video episodes on YouTube. Simply search for Really 007 Pod. You only live twice, saw Bond visit Japan and meet Blofeld. Welcome, Honourable 007. He's the one and only Sean Connery. <laughs> Welcome to Japan, Mr. Bond. He's bigger than life. Facing a thousand deaths. And you only live twice. And twice is the only way to live. We're too late. Well, at least he died on the job. Bond is dead. Bond is alive. Kill Bond! Now! No matter what the odds, they don't stand a chance against James Bond, Sean Connery, 007. Bond, the world's greatest gentleman agent with a license to kill. And he never misses a chance. What's a nice girl like you doing in a place like this? Bond is back. Grabbing love where he finds it. Like a lamb to the slaughter. Everywhere. Bond rises in the east. The odds, a thousand to one. But they don't stand a chance. Get down! All this is just a drop in the ocean. The best yet from the film creators of 007. Tiger said, from now on, you must do everything in Japanese style. Everything? Well, it's me again, Harry, attending Bond on the big screen, and this is only my second film. Doctor No was the one that I saw first, but then I have missed out on 
from Rush with Love, Goldfinger and Thunderball. So I've been agonisingly missing out, but hearing all the uh, recordings and the documenting of all the experiences of listeners and viewers who've just been having such a good time. And so for that reason, I'm absolutely thrilled to be returning to the cinema to see Sean Connery as Bond on that big screen. And I'm even more thrilled because John has driven all the way over to Leeds to see it with me. He's made the journey. He's left his wife and kids behind. Um, and just ab- abandoned ship um, <laughs> just to watch You Only Live Twice in Leeds. So, John, thank you so much for coming. Uh, it's my pleasure. You owe my wife one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I t- um, I, the last time John was John and I were in Leeds together was my stag do. Was it I think, really? I assume so. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. I bet it was, yeah. And uh, there's... That stag do is in real danger of being eclipsed tonight, I think. (laughs) (laughs) You only live twice at the cinema. I was just briefly catching up with John and sort of talking about how I've I've really been looking forward to this one. He was asking me if it's one that I've particularly picked out. And I don't quite know if it is, but as I've got closer to this day, I've really built up the hype and there's so much I'm looking forward to seeing. What about you? Is it because you've been to everyone haven't you yeah how does it feel building up to you only live twice i'm i'm fully expecting to have a, an absolute experience with it i i'm someone who naturally goes for like ranking things and all the rest of it and i've realized after watching these first four it's absolutely pointless <laughs> because they they are just glorious and the films yeah. are, they're, they're made for the big screen oh. and when i think of you only live twice there's two things that really come to mind with me firstly is the obvious thing the ken adam volcano set and seeing that at that level is just going to be unbelievable but the the last the second thing that i noticed last time i watched the film is how stunning the cinematography of this film is right and i know that sometimes we grate on about how they're uh, they're obsessed with that in the later films but actually the cinematography Mm. in this film the shots of japan especially over the waters with the islands and stuff are some of the most beautiful shots yeah. of the whole of the whole series. It, it really is when back you know back at the time of release when it was a window on the world, taking the audience to Japan like they do in this is, yeah. is just magnificent. And those are pretty much the same things I'm going to point out. Obviously, I saw Doctor No and was I loved absolutely loved it. But the change of scale now for for me is is what I'm looking forward to. And even just thinking about the young listener or, or viewer Jack who's been going to see them at the cinema. Uh, that young boy who's been contributing for him this must be a, another huge adventure for him to see at the cinema for a young person to see a young child the scale of it and like john's mentioned a volcano that's also the oh. villain's lair is just incredible and this will be the biggest slice of ken adam i've had at the cinema and then some and i, and I can't wait for that and also it's my first john barry experience at the cinema and you know one heck of a score to <laughs> to to take on but yeah, I'm just absolutely buzzing with excitement to see it, and, and I can't wait. I'm trying to think if there's anything else to record before I see it. I think the only thing for me as well is that you just mentioned about children. Yeah. Um, obviously, Roald Dahl wrote the... Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he wrote the screenplay to this. And I think you can see, because it's got so much imagination in yeah. it, with stuff like Little Nelly and all that kind of thing, yeah. it must be a dream for a kid to see this at the cinema. You're right. This, this is the one, really, where... You should really be encouraging your kids to come along and get them yes. um, hooked. And and I think, you know, as, as as all the great effects that we have nowadays and the, the capabilities with CGI, seeing all the practical stunts, practical effects, and then the sets actually on location, not green screen, it's going to be something special that would capture the imagination of any child, I think. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to being a child myself tonight, I think. It'll be, I'll be in wonder watching it. But I suppose time's ticking, we're better... Get, get in there. Going. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. See you later. We will. Hey, it's Sam again. This time I'm at The View to watch You Only Live Twice. I'm so excited for this film. Even more excited because it's so warm outside now that it makes me think that I actually could be in Japan because of how warm it is. But no, this is absolutely one of my favourites. This is probably about seventh in my rankings. So I think it's my second favourite Connery film. I'm a little bit scared that the film's going to make me understand more why people don't appreciate it as much as others because of Connery's performance in particular. I've never had such an issue with it, but now that I've seen the others on the big screen, I'm worried (laughs) that now I'm going to really truly understand it. It's going to affect how I feel about the film, but I'm just so excited for, I mean, mainly the sets. Ken Adams' designs really just come to life in this film. 
and just the whole location of Japan is just so exotic. It's probably one of my favorite locations overall in Bond. I adore Aki. I adore Little Nelly. Yeah, so I'm just so super excited to watch it. I think I'm watching this film again actually <laughs> with the really 007 guys. So I may not do a follow up to this until I watch it with them. But yeah, as it's one of my favorites, I'm just excited that I'm going to be able to see it twice. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. Really, really looking forward to it, if you didn't tell already. Okay, so we're here at the Odeon Trafford Centre. I've not been here for 10 years, but I'm here with Math and Sam. Now, I know I've just spoken to Sam. He said he, you were here for the No Time to Die premiere. Yes, I cried in the cinema last time I was here, so, that, <laughs> so that's good. I'm not, not going to cry this time for sure. Well, I mean, uh, tears of happiness, probably. Maybe when Aki dies, that's quite oh, a sad scene, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. It's just, it's, it hurts me every single time, and, you know. <laughs> no, it does, it does. Yeah, yeah. you know. But were the tears for No Time to Die? What? At the end or? It was, don't, yeah, don't, yes. it, was, it was tears of don't do this to me, don't you dare <laughs> do this to me. Like, yeah, that's what it was. It was tears and then my friend who was with me, like, don't talk to me until the credit. I need, <laughs> oh, right, to, see, okay. I need to see James Bond will return. And then yeah. that happened. I was like, okay, I can go now. Okay. <laughs> when, when were you last here, Matt? I was just trying to think. I definitely watched a Daniel Craig film here. Him and Harrison Ford in Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, oh wow. yeah, yeah. But no, I've, I've been more recently. I think I watched Twelve Years a Slave here. Which is obviously, right, right. Don't really yeah. want to joke about that. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> we used to come me and Rob almost every Tuesday. Really? Saying, I remember watching Deja Vu here. Oh. Um, some some real crackers, basically just action films. Yeah. In the in the two thousands, but yeah. Yeah, not been for ages. This, I mean, we've had John and uh, Harry met in Leeds at the weekend to watch it there in the, the reclining seats and everything. But this, this is um, maybe the one I've been most excited for so far. Mm. No, but Sam, Sam, you've already seen it on Saturday. Yes, because I'd already had it booked. So I yes, was like, yeah. do, I, do I want to get rid of it? And I could have. And I was like, no, I, I want to see it. And yeah, I'm not going to spoil what I thought yet. But I mean, I went into it going, I know I'm going to enjoy it. The only thing I'm worried about is that these past four films have been so good. And yeah. Connery's performance, you really take notice of in this one. Everyone goes on about you only twice and how he's just bored or yeah. he's mm. mad or whatever yeah. else, and that it's just not up to par with the other performances. So that's the only thing that I went in thinking, oh, this could could this potentially lower what I think of right. this film because this is quite high up on my list. So like it's in the top ten. So well, you're here again, so that's yeah. a bit of a spoiler in itself. Yeah. But. Oh right, so it's in your top ten. Brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's, it's same here. Number seven. It's number yeah, seven. Yeah, good. So, good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, there's so many other good elements. I think. Despite, I mean, Japan's probably one of my favourite locations in yeah. any Bond film. Yeah. And I think in this particular era, like, whether it's on the TV or on the big screen, you've just got to be yeah. in awe of it, basically. you just got to imagine what people were thinking mm. in, what, 67. Oh. No one's, you know, probably never even seen pictures of Japan, never mind been there. Certainly hardly anyone mm. would have been there, so no, just no. to see that. That's the only thing, I feel sorry for the new ones, because you, you can't really do that yeah. there. In this world where travelling is quite easy, it's difficult, but... The multicolour cinematography, the oh. score. Oh, yes, These are all things. You have the score, yeah. Yeah, sets. The it's set, yeah. It's got the A team on it, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because like with each of them, it's been cranking up, you know, the sets and the, the budget and the yeah. scale of the whole thing. But this is where it's really. I mean, this now is as, as grand a film as you can see. And this is, this is meant to be seen on the big screen, surely. I think it's the last of the these first five. Mark the, mark, it marks an end after this one, doesn't it? Yeah. Because the, the change in styles from the next few films are just yeah. totally yeah. different. But, I mean, you can so I mean, the difference between this and four years before with From Russia Club is insane. Yeah. Like, yeah. The actual yeah. difference. I feel like Honor Majesty, it's, you know, it's like the last of the 60s films, and then it's got that mix of yes. what has happened here and the mix of the dots and nails from Russia Club yeah. feel, and I feel like that's its own unique brand, and then Diamonds Are Forever goes, takes it, get ready for yeah. the yeah. Wars, uh, 10 years. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah, this is kind of like a good finale for what it was. If it ended here, I think a lot of people would have been like, okay, I think yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. Apart from Blofeld going on the run, but, um, you know. Well, yeah. Well, that happens in Diamonds as well, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Well, can't wait for that, though. Uh, <laughs> I I, I, it's one of my, probably one of my three or four that I'm most looking forward to. I yeah. don't know why. I just because we talk about it all the time, don't it's we? It's such a go-to, an easy go-to. Yeah, now yeah. That I'm like to mm. see it up there. Anyway, right. You only live twice. That's you only live twice. We're here. We're going to absolutely love it, and hopefully, there'll be some quite a few Bond fans here with us. Hello, this is Gary Kay at the Odeon in Bath. Just about to go in to watch You Only Live Twice. Uh, look, what I'm looking forward to most with this film 
is going to be seeing little Nelly in action on the big screen, hearing John Barry's fantastic score and viewing Morris Binder's beautiful title sequence as well as so many iconic moments in this film. And the great Sean Connery once again playing James Bond. Speak to you later. Hi, my name is Chris Schofield. I've just come out of Blackburn View Cinema, having watched You Only Live Twice. It looks incredibly stunning, as have the previous James Bond films I've uh, recently watched at the cinema. I missed the uh, Thunderball, sadly, and Goldfinger, but I watched Doctor No from Russia With Love, and they look amazing, really do. What they've done to these films, restoring them, it's just a work of art. The film itself, it's never been a favourite of mine. There are elements where I feel it's like Thunderbirds meets James Bond. But the set at the end, it just looks absolutely belting. Ken Adam, yet again, amazing. Absolutely amazing. On the big screen, it just looks incredible. It makes you wonder what it must have been and felt like when people watched this film for the first time back in the 60s. Anyway, that's my thoughts. I enjoyed the experience. I thought it was uh, great to watch it on the big screen but uh, it makes me want to hanker more for watching my favourites than opposed to this one. I'm really looking forward to watching Spy, Moonraker, Live and Let Die, and then my first film I ever watched at the script cinema, Living Daylights Again at the Pictures. That, I can't wait. Anyway, take care. Thanks, guys. Love your podcast. I think they're brilliant. See you later. Hi, Trevor Baxendale here, just out of seeing You Only Live Twice. Now, Thunderball may have been the biggest Bond yet, but it remained very much anchored in the novel, and You Only Live Twice is the first Bond film to abandon any real pretension of being a faithful adaptation. It's the most ridiculously ambitious Bond so far, and yet, on the big screen, it meets every one of its outrageous targets with style and pace. The standout set pieces really do come into their own, from the bloodstained segue into the beautiful opening titles, right through to the ultimate big screen extravagance, the volcano lair. It is still a breathtaking triumph of design and production. The detail and the magnitude evident on the big screen is genuinely stunning. And there's so much to pack in, in the final reel. Donald Pleasance's Blofeld is a much more sinister villain on the big screen and his silent bodyguard he just looked huge his fight with Bond at the end was the best I've ever seen it it was massively elevated by the cinema screen and sound as was the whole of the sequence earlier with little Nelly and the battle in the air with the helicopters that is is just the best I've ever seen it. I can see why people are so fond of that sequence from all those years ago, because on the big screen, it just flies. I have to say something about James Bond himself. It's no secret how unhappy Sean Connery was during the making of this film, but there's very little evidence of that in his performance. There's no complacency. There's no lack of focus. He's on point in every scene and still absolutely owns the role. Now, it would be disingenuous to say that he's a revelation on the big screen, but seeing these early Bonds at the cinema really drives home why a whole generation consider him to be unquestionably the best James Bond. Although he's the first, he nails down every single aspect of the character. There's really nothing more to add to the role. After Sean, you can only do variations. Connery is the original, the blueprint, the masterclass. He's cool, he's funny, he's hard as nails. And in the sequence where Aki is killed, he shows just the right emotion for Bond. Like the death of Tilly in Goldfinger and Paula in Thunderball, it's all there in his face and eyes for just long enough. It's not overwrought or performative, but you get a glimpse of the compassion, the anger and the steel beneath it conveyed in a moment. Now you can contrast that with the easy 
playfulness, if you like, of his one-liners, or when he's with Money Penny. And all Connery scenes with Lois Maxwell are like this. You see what a consummate performer he really is. He flirts, but always on his terms. He's never embarrassing or smart or insincere with her. I just, I'm completely in awe of him. To sum up, you only live twice. Once when you see these films on TV, and once when you see them on the big screen. Hello, this is Gary Kay again. I've just watched You Only Live Twice at the Odeon in Bath, and I've got to say, it's probably the most I've enjoyed the film. Although I thought that in the main, the colours weren't as vibrant as they were in, say, Thunderball or Goldfinger beforehand, the fight sequences are certainly some of the very best in the Bond series. And the aerial shots, the dock fight sequence everybody tends to refer to, doesn't disappoint on the big screen and Barry's soundtrack at that point just sounds phenomenal. Also the aerial shot that introduces the ninja se uh, sequence of the ninja base looked absolutely stunning, really showed off the Japanese architecture and the Japanese landscape beautifully. Stunning looking shot and the other thing with a bit that I was looking forward to most was the um, aerial sequence of Little Nelly. And wow, how phenomenal that looked on the big screen. The uh, flamethrower button sequence looked absolutely superb. The effect shot for something was obviously done so long ago, 55 years ago the film came out. And Barry's use of the 007 theme and the James Bond theme during that sequence sounded absolutely superb through a cinema sound system. Certainly one of the most entertaining sequences in a Bond film. There were a few moments in the film when it did appear that Connery was not enjoying himself quite so much as he had done in the first four films. But having said that, I thought overall he was brilliant in the film. Not quite up to the standard perhaps of Goldfinger and Thunderball, but still a really excellent Bond. And it's easy to see why people regard him as, um, for many, their favourite Bond. Standout character for me in the film was Tanaka. I just thought that that character was one of the very best Bond allies in the entire series of films. Very well written and very well portrayed. One thing that certainly didn't disappoint was Ken Adams' phenomenal set design for the volcano base interior. My appreciation for which has grown even further having seen it now on the big screen. The opening shot when you see the monorail going around and you can see people walking down staircases and going up lifts. It just looked absolutely vast, really vast, absolutely incredible um, bit of design and absolutely breathtaking to see on a big screen. Blofeld's apartment with the piranha pool looked absolutely superb again with the amount of detail that Ken Adam puts into um, his set designs a second to none. Overall, I have to say, the 60s Bond films are just something else. They really are something else. And to see them on the big screen, we are so lucky in the UK to be seeing these on the big screen. And we shouldn't take this opportunity for granted. I just really hope that E.ON make these films available for cinema releases in other countries this year, because I've noticed that on Twitter quite a few people commenting in other countries that the films aren't um, being screened there on the cinema screen this year at the moment. So. Fingers crossed for them. As I said, I had an absolutely superb evening tonight. Thoroughly enjoyed myself. The couple of hours running time absolutely rattled along really briskly. It just seemed to be one incredible set piece after another. And all I can say is roll on next week for On the Majesty's Secret Service, which is one of my absolute favourite Bond films. And can't wait to hear that John Barry score through the cinema sound system. And I hope everybody else that's seen the film this week on, in the cinema has enjoyed it as much as I have. Hi, Patch here again. I've returned just now from uh, seeing you and Lift Twice on the big screen. And <laughs> what can I say? That was terrific. First things first, it looked incredible. Let's remember, this was photographed by the same man who did Lawrence of Arabia and later the Battle of Britain, Freddie Young. And he just makes the film look so vibrant. 
And though, you know, in the cinema, the picture quality was somewhat grainy, that didn't stop all the Japanese locations and Ken Adams sets from looking just incredible. The volcano base, wow, that's just made to be seen this way. The final battle has never been more impactful. A lot of the time I was just well, entranced by it, and that's something this particular film does so well whenever I watch it. I mean, often you just feel like you're transported to another world. Which it is, you know, Bond's world is a fantasy after all. Now, because I've watched this film countless times, there aren't many new things I noticed this time around. It was still pretty effective nonetheless. I was genuinely frozen still in my seat when Blofeld was revealed. You know, on a small screen he might just look like a little man to some people, but on the big screen I actually felt like he was staring out right at me. Ugh, creepy. Now, the talking point that generally comes up with this film is, well, of course, Connery's performance. Now, I know what's been said about it, but I'll be frank anyway, I think it's really good. Whatever his off-screen feelings might have been, I didn't see any boredom at all. I was smiling along the whole way through with his line deliveries, all the subtle reactions in moments of tension, I mean, for example, when he's going up in the lift of the Spectre rocket, Bird 1, I swear he looks a little nervous. I mean, to be fair, he's probably going on a suicide mission, isn't he? You know, and seeing everything throughout that makes him such a great Bond. I'll say it again, but I think this is a more reserved performance, and one that shows Bond's experience as a secret agent over the years. I think that's a really great way of playing it. So yeah... Still one of my favourite Bond films, and I'm so pleased I got the chance to see it like this. And I hope everyone else has a good time with it too. Condensation, ice cold, liquid oxygen. Contact Tanaka. I'm not leaving you. Tell him to keep that ship shadowed wherever she goes. Go now. Hello, Darwin Bissell here with my take on You Only Live Twice. What a difference a couple of weeks make. Having been for a weekend away while Thunderball was being screened, I was back with my still curious wife to see Yolt. Sounds like a Swedish yogurt. To see it for the first time in the cinema. The attendance was still around the 15 to 20 mark, although new regulars appear to have their fixed seats while the old brigade seems to have faded away. Seeing these films on the big screen doesn't change why I put them in my table of preference, as I've seen them enough times. All they do is enhance the experience, and in this film's case, I was surprisingly more fulfilled than I thought I would be. First of all, there were no trailers, which meant that I didn't have to see Tom Cruise's smug face again showing he can actually fly a plane. There was an advert featuring Judi Dench being very M-like for a money comparison site. They must have paid a fortune. Secondly, the UA logo appeared, obviously taking heed of what I said in my Goldfinger review. Yeah, right. Then the gun barrel appeared with a soundtrack mix that kicked one's guts when it blasted in my ears. Then the little extra surprise of hearing a slight whoosh when the barrel opened to show a spaceship orbiting a non-revolving Earth. Although that, of course, was rectified quickly afterwards. When the pre-titles ended and the sweeping majestic song came in, I had goosebumps. I seriously underestimated how beautiful this film sounded and was indeed photographed. This Bond film is arguably one of the best looking due to Freddie Young. David Lean's right-hand man for Dr. Shivago, Ryan's daughter, and one of my all-time favourite films, Lawrence of Arabia, all of which he won Academy Awards. John Barry's score is one of my all-time favourites in the Bond canon, from the Imperial space theme to the gentle and haunting death of Aki and the soothing and delicate The Wedding, this soundtrack is wonderfully eclectic and cultivating. David Arnold thought the same as he watched You Only Live Twice for the first time as a child, and we know what happened to him. There are moments that the large screen viewing does show that the ADR is slightly reminiscent of a spaghetti western, and it's clear at times that Sean doesn't want to be there anymore. perfect example is during the Little Nelly battle, in which during the superb aerial shots taken by Johnny Jordan, 
It's interspersed with insert of Connery looking self-conscious, wearing a dodgy helmet, as well as looking just indifferent. It's also the case in which in moments of high peril, such as the plane escape and exploding the spacecraft, he doesn't look as though everything is on the line. The Dom Perignon has clearly gone flat and above 38 degrees Fahrenheit. The rest of the cast are fine, especially Akiko Wakabayashi, who I believe is somewhat overlooked in the pantheon of Bond women. Helga Brandt is really Fiona Volpe without the menace, although she does have a healthy chest. Tanaka is a charismatic ally, yet falls below the league of Kevin Bay and Draco. Donald Pleasance is a fine Dr. Evil, Burr Blofeld, if maybe a tad too pantomime in regards to the Blofelds of the books. Although the sound of his voice does remind me not to go too near riverbanks or pylons or farm machinery. Bond fans of a certain vintage will know what I'm referring to, maybe. There are certain things that make me chuckle and not for the right reasons. Mainly, of course, Sean's Japanese disguise. I think Inspector Clouseau would have done a better job. And it's clear that they haven't shaved Sean's chest. No man can have that growth in three days. Then again, Sean was no ordinary man. Also, when Blofeld states that Bond is alive, and Ozato and Brandt declare that it was in all the newspapers, they obviously didn't check the standard newspaper at the beginning, when Bond's face is plastered all over the front page, and the giant magnet. Now, I would rather have a conventional car chase with a smashing ending, rather than a, rather than a ridiculous cop-out like that. The one thing I miss about modern-day Bond films is a great climactic explosive battle. Instead, we get PS4, Xbox-style stalker battles. No one did great crescendos like Lewis, and the volcano battle on the big screen was brilliant to watch. All that was missing was a slight ringing of the ears, although, as a cat lover, my heart always goes to that poor Persian trying to get out of Pleasance's grasp. To wrap up, You Only Live Twice acts as a dress rehearsal to Lewis's best Bond outing, The Spy Who Loved Me. Let's face it, it's the same film, only to the Bond that wants to be there, and it's not in Japan. However, I'm so pleased to have seen it and took more out of it than first thought. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now it's time for the Aussie. All the best, guys. We are out of the cinema having finished... You only live twice. It's very difficult to put into uh, words, personally. I think, uh, mainly at the moment, I'm just absolutely devastated that it's over. Uh, I was, I did not want that to end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad that it's come to an end because that was an unbelievable adventure in the cinema that just got better and better and better and was just incredible. I don't know if you've got any anything to say, John. <laughs> there's, um, there's so much to say. Before I speak about the film, I'm going to say that's possibly the greatest cinematic experience I've ever had in yeah, my life. Yeah, I agree. The reclining chairs. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The, with my own personal table. Very posh here in Leeds. Yeah, reclining oh. chairs. Pers- I looked over at John at one point and he did resemble Donald Pleasance as, as uh, Blofeld in his recliner <laughs> chair watching the command centre work hard. I was, I was just <laughs> in my own world from like minute one. I yeah. Was like, this was unbelievable. John's right though, big screen, reclining leather chairs, that, I mustn't say that for granted. I mean, firstly I'll say it absolutely flew by. Yeah, it did. What is the running time, do you know? Um, it's a two hour film. Yeah, that's all yeah. it is. It's slightly shorter than Thunderball, but it's it's pretty standard two hour yeah. running time, and I'd say that that one flew quicker yeah. than any of the ones I've seen. It so really far. is from one sequence to another, not necessarily action sequence, but... From one chase sequence to an interrogation to an action chase or a, or a fight, it, it never really stops. And then 
and then in between occasionally you've got some really like beautiful moments like like the wedding i thought mm. i i al- always love that but as john said beforehand you know you've got all this cinematography that it's surrounded by and it's never in a you know stop slow down the film let's look at where we are it's all it's part of the film the the, the film moves through the the uh, location so beautifully yeah it's not indulgent is it no, at all no, no it's, it's really it's lovely like that uh, what i really appreciated about the audience was they knew when to appreciate something amazing that was going on yeah and they knew when to not take it too seriously yeah. as well and and there was there was some there was there was laughter where there needed to be. Yep, one, yep. Of the, one of the main criticisms that people give of Yuli uh, Twife is is Connery being Japanese and how it's not aged very well. <laughs> but 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 the fact is is that everyone just took it as they saw. Right? Absolutely, I was going to say the same thing. And that just made the experience so much better. Yeah, it? yeah, it was brilliant like that. It was everyone. Everyone laughed as in. We, you know, we know this is daft, and, um, but <laughs> yeah. but at the same time, this is kind of what we, you know, we love this franchise. And it Absolutely. was it was such an appreciative audience. It was, it really was. Yeah, and the, the, speaking of the audience, I mean, it really was just everything you'd want from an action adventure. I've there are a few moments. I, I, I was trying to think. I don't. I can't s- say necessarily that I've noticed anything different or learn any new levels of appreciation i've just i've just ev- everything i've known about that film has just been completely maximized and heightened like there are, there are a few moments like i've mentioned the wedding i always love and i thought ti- just the relationship with tiger and bond spe- mm. especially at that wedding they don't even say anything at the ceremony but the, the way they're looking at each other and all that's yeah. just brilliant but yeah there are moments like the the, the kobe doc fight is something oh. i've always loved just on the small screen with the music but seeing that on the big screen as it pans out was absolutely unbelievable. And I, there was that point when I, I not nearly cried, but just thought, I'm so happy to yeah. be here watching this. And then, again, fairly obvious, the fight in the base at the end oh, where... Oh, with hands. Yeah, oh, well, oh, get to that. Uh, but, like, um, <laughs> um, we'll just... get to that. <laughs> there's so many bits, in fact, starting with when the ninja army all oh. line up on the sort of horizon of the volcano and i just thought that is so incredibly done and so and like i said before for a child to go in to see a ninja army assembling and then when they get in eventually they sort of get in a few at a time but then by the end when they blow a hole in they are pouring in the ninjas are pouring in it's just one of the most amazing things to see and like the battle with them some with swords guns explosions constant and I know there's the stuff at Fort Knox in in Goldfinger, and I didn't see that at the cinema, but that was just I've I've never in my life seen anything like that at the cinema because I my first Bond film was The World Is Not Enough, and since then there's not really been an end base fight. No, these are the things that belonged on video. So like you know, Spy Love Me, You Only Live Twice, these end base fights, Moonraker, all those. I saw, to see it on the cinema was just absolutely pulsating, mm-hmm. and and. Another kind of pinch myself moment where I'm, I'm I was realizing I'm I'm in such a happy place here. And then, as John says, when him and Hans come face to face, and the cameras are zooming in on each of them, and there's a countdown music, uh, it was just absolutely. Unbelievable. I even had to put my hand on you, John you, at that point. Yeah, yeah, that was, <laughs> it was an unbelievable moment, and I yeah. I just couldn't have enjoyed that film anymore. I don't think in the cinema. I think what I noticed with this film, and I, I didn't massively notice the difference in the picture as i have with some of the others mm. but i noticed the sound in it yeah. and and i think it was the sound that really made the fight between bond and hans for me you uh. you, you felt every hit <laughs> didn't you, you yeah yeah felt every hit uh, it was absolutely and it had the um the tension behind it because obviously you've got the countdown and it needs to get that key and it was absolutely and speaking of which the fight with the the rock's granddad Oh yeah. Was I mean that again is something I love on video on DVD anyway, but in the cinema like John says you feel every blow and you know that that Ruta Sato's office that the fight takes place in the fight spreads all over it and it's so good on the big screen all the big furniture being picked up and smacked around absolutely wonderful. The Ken Adam designs the Sato's oh, office yeah. just unbelievable. Yeah. And then, but I even noticed something like Blofeld's lair when he goes into his apartment a bit. There's like a candle section, and I've mm. never noticed that before. And it's a little bit like Doctor No's. Um, it is. 
He got a, a blowfuck called it his apartment. He called it his apartment. <laughs> yeah. Leads to my apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're right. The and you don't. It doesn't stop to look around Blofeld's apartment that much, but it's all part of that where the fight is the the mise en scène or whatever it's called. You know, where all the stuff that's around it is absolutely amazing. I mean, can you imagine if you went to the cinema in when it when it, was it sixty seven? Is it yeah. something like that? And you'd never been to Japan, and you just exactly. went and saw yeah. that. On that big screen. And just returning to what John said about Ken Adam, Ken Adam and Japan, an absolute match made in heaven. Yeah. There's the stuff we've already mentioned, but also I don't know if I've ever fully appreciated how good the um, Japanese SIS stuff is. Yeah. Like, obviously, Tiger's office and then his underground train. Like, whoa, this is absolutely incredible. And all, like, the, the, the sliding doors have just a slightly different look. They're a little bit more... Um, like chubbier and stuff it's just it was just remarkable it's all coming back to me now in sort of floods but it was just incredible we're just so fortunate aren't we yeah we we are we're just so fortunate that that we're uh, able to do that and again it was great that there was a lot of people in there yeah yeah people appreciating that we've got bond on the big screen yep and it did seem to be sort of a few of the people in some sort of different generations of the same family, like a father with his children or, or you know, a grandfather with his granddaughter. They're just, you know, it, it does seem like something that's transcending generations and that's what the cinema experience is doing. I've not even mentioned John Barry, uh, but... That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure everybody yeah. else will anyway. Yeah, yeah. But, but wow. can, yeah, just so good. And, uh, yes. The space was amazing. Yeah. Even the uh, space stations, the you know the control centers, it's such a huge step up. Yeah. Each time that you know the the amount of cast members and background artists and the sets and the, there's so much added. It's remarkable. Oh. you know what else? The the, only, the problem one problem is now that it's going to be so hard to leave any out because it's just. What an experience to come and see Bond at the cinema. I want to see... I am I know that I will not be able to see everyone. John's doing incredibly well. He's on a great run. I know I'm not going to be able to see everyone, and that just terrifies me. Because what... To, to If I'd never seen that, what I've just seen on the big screen, I'd, I'd be a different person. <laughs> yeah, we've just got to say, if you are a Bond fan... Yes. ...and you've got a bit of spare time... Get yourself to go and see one of them because you just won't regret it. Absolutely, and and these the cheap tickets. They're not yeah. they're not full price. View do a really really good price. And if you go to Leeds, you get recliner seats. Yeah, come on down to Leeds. There's a bed. You can stay. Everyone's welcome. <laughs> Descend on Leeds. Um, but g- genuinely, wherever you are, cannot. John's right. It's like an appeal. Yeah. It's 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 taking bond appreciation to a whole new level. And, and we didn't ask for this. This has been presented to us so generously without us uh, even expecting it. So we've got to make the absolute most of this. So like John says, fans, get to the cinema every Saturday night. What a treat. Take oh. someone with you. What a great way to show them Bond. Wow, you only live twice. Just, oh, so it seems. Yeah. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll let other people fax in their reviews. But guys, thank you for uh, letting us... St- share our experience with you that's been amazing and john thank you so much for coming all that way pleasure harry thank you for sharing with me sayonara good evening (laughs) you made a mistake my friend no astronaut would enter the capsule carrying his air conditioner remove his helmet james bond allow me to introduce myself I am Ernst Stavro Blofeld. They told me you were assassinated in Hong Kong. Yes, this is my second life. You only live twice, Mr. Bond. Target vehicle passing over central Russia. Approaching Mongolia. Track is as predicted. All computer As you see, stand- I am about to inaugurate a little war. In a matter of hours, when America and Russia have annihilated each other, we shall see a new power dominating the world. Alice Dryden gives her thoughts on You Only Live Twice at the big screen. I went with a friend who spends considerably less of her life watching Bond films than I do, and uh, she was very indignant that nobody thought to give Kissy some clothes in the finale. 
after she had run up and down a volcano crater and swam across a channel being shot at. Having just seen You Only Live Twice at the cinema with the Bob Foster and the Kieran Richard, what is it that we thought about it, fellas? What do you think, Bobo? Again, I thought the, you saw the grand scale of it. Obviously, the, the first scene with the abducting spacecraft and then the, the titles were mind-blowing mm. for me and the recovery of the body Kieran, oh, yeah. mm. it's truly a spectacle for the screen i would say it's the first movie of its kind within the franchise thus far and i think it was purely meant to be seen on the big screen mm. the things that stood out for me were obviously some of the wider shots kobe dock fight for example but then the music as well the musical cues there were several i noticed on the big screen with the surround sound mm. I've never noticed before, so it was um, enlightening, to say the least. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting how you, you, you look at something that you're so familiar with, and yet see you see it on the big screen. See it in a different light. And you do, you see it in a different light. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I particularly enjoyed the little Nelly shots, I must admit. I said yeah. those, those, anything that was exterior looked fabulous on the big screen, it really did. And then the, the, the reveal of the inside of, yeah. uh, of the Ken volcano. Adam, Ken Adams volcano. Yeah. You can see where the money went, yes, can't you? I really, really do did. wish I'd have seen that for real life at the time. Yeah. It would it must have been spectacular to see that. Because it, it was more or less where the 007 stage yeah. is now, I suppose, yeah. but it was, a, it was a separate build. Obviously, that the budget for that was the entire budget for Doctor Who. <laughs> yes. Well, right. million well, volcano cost a million, didn't it? So, so no, it was it was good to see. And as Kieran said as well, there, there are lots of music cues, again, that we're very familiar with, but I heard stuff for the first time tonight that I've never heard before, which means I'm going to have to now explore the soundtrack again just yeah, to make sure that see I'm, if they are there. I've not gone deaf during the, uh, yeah. during the whole thing. The other thing that I said to, to John was obviously Connery's performance. I mean, I've always mm. almost regarded this film in the past as, oh, it's the one where Connery's really bored before we finally jumped ship. But watching it on the big screen, honestly, his performance is actually... It's fantastic throughout, and he doesn't really showcase any boredom. So I've pleasantly been proved wrong to Yeah, I, I, I was. I said that it, it's not my favourite Connery performance, I must admit, on the basis that, you know, what, the, the, the trouble that he had in Japan and all the other bits and pieces. But as you say, I mean, he, seems, he does carry it off. You know, we, he's an actor after all. So, I mean, he's doing his job terribly well. What, what I noticed this time, and I don't think I've noticed it before, is when they apply the Japanese makeup, how short a period he's actually got it on. Once they've yes. got the wedding stroke honeymoon out of the way, yeah. I think is it's gone completely and it's back to his normal hair again. Yeah. It's a very, I mean, it's a, even now looking at it, it's just such a, I mean, he's first, what is he, six foot two? I mean, he's the biggest <coughs> oriental guy you've ever seen in your entire life. He's <laughs> huge. Keep that, that and, down. Huge. and then, of course, when he gets into the, uh, you know, he's, he's the astronaut. Yeah. And he's the tallest astronaut <laughs> out of all of these tiny, small <laughs> astronauts. And then and the only thing that gives him away is just his breathing unit. He was, he was holding, holding his case. Yeah, exactly. He didn't let anyone hold Very him. bizarre. That's conditional. He's air conditioner. Yeah. That's why Blofeld's yeah. in the position he is today, because he can spot at 150 paces <laughs> and a you, really tall Scotsman. And can keep a cat under control. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not. Yeah. Yeah. Tiddles didn't want to be there, He's did he? Well, no. Absolutely. And of course, I can bring everyone's attention to the YouTube video of the cat trying to escape Donald's grasp, but uh, yeah. it's well worth a watch if one has never seen it. But again, it's what I was saying to these guys the, the performance of Donald oh. Pleasant, I mean, he's one of my favourite actors. I mean, like myself, he's a Nottinghamshire lad, and... <laughs> That's right, James. And uh, me and John have met him. We did, we met him. Yeah. Wow, but honestly, no, he's he's not actually in it for that no, much he's time, not. is he? No. no, he's not, no. And of course, he took over from, mm. from the other guy on the basis of his dialogue, wasn't it? Or his accent oh. was so strong. So he was kind of learning it as he goes, and, and he is almost the archetypal Bond villain. Yeah. You know, Doctor Evil is yes. very clearly yeah, based, exactly. on him, based on him, as as are uh, a number of other villains. You know, the scar, that suit. Yes. You know, which of course Blofeld then wears again in Spectre, more or less, and again in Diamonds. You know, so they got that look about it. The Trap Bridge, of course. Yeah, all yeah. that all, sort of all stuff. All these elements, all have been put together over the years yeah. in a variety of different mediums in order to form. The spice spoofs that we have today. The spice spoofs are quite right. I'm going to leave it on that. Spice spoofs. So out of ten, then, boys, what do you reckon, Bob? 
Seven and a half. Seven and a half. I was going to say a good seven. A good seven. Yeah, okay, that seems fair. We'll go six and a half, seven. So it's not my favourite, uh, Connery, but a fair seven, I think, yeah. is, is all right. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, well, until next, so it's Diamonds next. No, it's not. It's you not boys are off to see on a match. Yeah. So I shall rejoin them for uh, Diamonds, and we shall regroup and send more thoughts uh, after that. Signing okay. off. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Right, we're now listening to the sounds of Frank Sinatra's That's Life, made famous from the film Joker with uh, Mark and No, uh, we've just come out of You Only Live Twice here at the Trafford Centre and personally I'm blown away. I mean, Sam, first of all, that's twice now in, what, four days? Twice is the only way to watch. Yeah, <laughs> you did say it. Yeah. It's true, yeah. Well, I can honestly say this one wasn't, there was no tedious bits in this at all. It was all good. Like, the, yeah, the pacing was great. Yes. Yeah. Um, the music, I know, like, there was times where you're like, oh my god, because it's I just couldn't so, you yeah. know, it's just so beautiful. I mean, all the sets, the locations, just everything about it is just gorgeous to me. Spectacular. Because you've got, you know, it's famous because of all the on-location Japanese stuff, but all the studio stuff from Ken Adam, mm. and obviously the creator at the end, it's just... It's just another, it's one notch up from Thunderbolt, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is. I mean, it keeps, the scale and the grandeur just keeps being cranked up and up. Um, and yeah, I mean, like you say, it is incredible the stuff that's on location in Japan and you really feel like you're there and the different the different environments that they choose from the sumo wrestling to, yeah. you know, the, the, the wedding ceremony and things like oh. that. It's just like, if you feel like you're there. But then, when you get to the, the volcano layer and everything like that, I mean, it's just such a good action film as well. It's so good. The storytelling's brilliant, the pacing, I yeah. think, like you said, Sam. Oh, yeah. it, I know people have a few issues with Thunderbolt, I don't particularly, but it's even sort of snappier. It's, there's no sagging whatsoever. It's like middle, you know, beginning, middle and end, three acts, mm. clear structure. Yeah. It's, I mean, the, the only sad thing is, I suppose, that two of the main characters are just in the last act aren't they you know um, Kissy and Blofeld but yeah I think with Blofeld it's more understandable I think you have that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. entire build up for years and years yeah. and then to lead to that is great and, but I think with Kissy I mean, you, you don't even get to hear a name and I think that's yeah that's really, right isn't it? yeah. it's really yes. disappointing I think they do such a good job of balancing like you know authentic Japanese culture at least at the time anyway mostly with like you said the sumo wrestling and yeah. the wedding I think it's really good to showcase you know you are in this unique location especially for the time show it off and so to have you know kissy there and then not really utilize her as much or you know you know i think it's a bit of an issue to have aki for so long you know, yeah i think yeah. she's probably mm. the the bond girl who's alive the longest and then is killed off yeah because she's there almost from the very beginning so it's quite jarring then to not get kissy's name just really yeah yeah me out, which is a shame but i mean overall i mean she still at least is, is helpful who do you say the main Bond girl is? I've always thought Aki, but I've always thought Aki. Yeah. Uh, you know, for the, for the very reason that Kissy's only really in it towards the end. Yeah, yeah. Like you say, you know, you don't you don't even get to know her name. And Aki, I don't know. There seems, I've always thought there seems to be a nice connection between her and yeah, Sean's yeah. Because they're regretfully impossible. Yeah, yeah. They immediately yeah. go to go to each other, and he he is showing something. Yeah. There that he, he would like to marry her, basically. Whoa, yeah. I mean, she's a bit naive in, like, oh, you yeah. wouldn't touch that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah. But is she yeah. doing it as a joke? I don't. I think she's a bit knowing, isn't she? Maybe. Maybe, well, oh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe. No, maybe. I think it's up for interpretation. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but no, it is a shame. But I mean, I would say Tanaka Tiger is just. I love. I love oh. him. He's so oh, he's, brilliant. He's brilliant, isn't he? One of the very best. Yes, yeah. he really is. I know he's dubbed, but he does seem so different from you know uh, Largo. I know it's the same voice, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a completely different character. Yeah, yeah. The, like the dubbing, you wouldn't be able to tell, would you? You know, the I mouth, mean, the mouth, and all that. It's just, it's just but, and he gets involved at the end, doesn't he? Oh, he does. Love yeah, to I see love, that. I love that because he's almost like a cross between Ed yeah. and Bond. Yeah, he is. Yeah. You know, because he's he's like in charge of the, the obviously the secret service or whatever it is. And, yeah. But then he's there, yeah. getting stuck in at the end. Brilliant. And he saves Bond's life, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he does. Yeah. Throws the the star thing you can't yeah. call them it's a blowfelt's hand as he's about to shoot him well everyone I mean yeah everyone, the, all the Japanese agents side help a lot in a lot of ways I mean Aki saves Bond a lot of times yeah. Yeah. Kissy saves Tanaka by yeah. shooting someone she does yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
you know, so I mean, they're all healthy and sure, which is really good. I, I, I've always liked it when um, there's like a little kind of a little gang or something of like, yeah, of, like support. Scooby Doo gang. Yeah. Kind, of, <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, that, and I kind of like yeah. that about Thunderball as well. Like when there's yeah. people up to hand to support. And um, the local as well. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. So they know their shit. Yeah, yeah, they, they know the area. Know, yeah, they yeah, they do. Yeah, and yeah. you kind of yeah. think, oh, right, okay, well, Bond actually does not know. He's actually going yeah. to need to utilise the people who are here who know better than him. And I think it's good that he just takes that help. So yeah. I do still think, I think I've, I said it in the No Time to Die review, I can't, I can't believe how it starts with Bond is dead, but of course he isn't. Yeah, it's, I know, but you know, it's quite yeah, a... Yeah. It's almost playing with the audience a bit like from Much We Love. Yeah. Uh, that's how it ends. The, both pre-title sequences end yeah. with Bond's dead. No, surely he isn't. No, he isn't. And then, I don't know. Just th- that. I love that thing when he comes down, the, you know, into yeah. the submarine. It's just... Request permission to come up Yeah, it's brilliant. Do, uh, there's probably not quite as many jokey-jokey bits as the last two. No. No, I, th- I thought that. I thought that. Yeah, definitely, because... Really, Thunderball in particular, he's so. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's loving it. Every, every, yeah. Every, yeah. Every, yeah. He's just, yeah. But I'd say the action in this one and the amount of, like, yeah. you know, kind of like memorable scenes kind of like completely sinks what has happened before. Yeah. It's just so many things yeah. that happen. Every scene, you no know, scene feels like it's outstated as well. No, no. Absolutely. And that's really, really important. There's, there's some really good fight scenes, aren't there? There's obviously yeah. the one in the Sato's office with The Rock's granddad. Yeah. There's the hands one we, we're yeah. obsessed with, but there's individual fights. You know, there's the one on the docks. There's all that incredible yeah. stuff. There's the ones you know with at the end in the in the main battle. Loads well, of individual fights in there. Maybe it's just me being thick, but something I'd never um, you know really appreciated before. Obviously, when it's in the ninja training scene, you see that one guy with the sword with the people yeah. around him, and then you see him doing the same. It's him. Yeah. Oh, really? In Ninja Gear with a balaclava. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. He does the, the, the exact same sword movements yeah, and yeah. the way he Whoa. puts it away as well, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of that was cut on our ITV yeah, version. Yeah, so we, we the second half of the their, their equivalent of their Q scene in the queue in Japan, yeah. where it's showing you how to use all the gadgets, yeah. that was cut. Yeah, yeah. So, so we, we the cigarette the at the end, what? Yeah. Yeah. But no, it was funny when you were like, oh, this is when the ad break. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they sort of did that, like, George Lucas wipes for the, the recorded yeah. version we had. Yeah. But I always remember that, well, I think it was like early 90s, we were really going back, when they were, they showed them all on, I think it might have been the first time they'd ever shown them all in order yeah. to that point. And I always remember the advert for next week's and the You Only Live Twice one was the yeah. one like, we get to see Blofeld's face. Yeah. Like that yeah. was the big thing for me. And yeah, I can, I can remember the little edit of the advert. It ended with that shot of uh, Bond emerging with the grey sort of suit on at the end. You know, all the explosions going in the back, hiding behind yeah. the Sato chemical barrels and everything. And you know, you only live twice yeah. next week. And you know, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm really excited. And I, I know Harry and John absolutely loved it. We, we can join them and, and oh. Sam's seen it twice that's yeah that's yeah. so good that's, oh, so you, you're going to try you are going to try and see them all I assume Sam I, but I spoke with someone about this today I was like I feel like at this point I've kind of yeah. I've kind yeah. of I've, I've, you're I'm, committed I'm, now I, I, I am I, that, yeah, it yeah. wasn't at the original plan at all I was like no, oh, no. I was like, I'm, now it's like I'm five down I've got to, yeah. to go and I'm like well maybe I should just do it so yeah. I mean or just go as far as you can and then yeah. see where it takes you. And then skip Bokka Solis, but no, 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 I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to be there. I will see them I'll all. Be there. I will see them all. Like, maybe. Uh, that's the one that's... Thoughts and opinions may yeah. change. Yeah. <laughs> Only one Sean left, though. That's the sad part, isn't it? I know. I know. Basically, and Harry, it's a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just no, unbelievable. Yeah. Well, come on, he wasn't bored in this, from, from what I saw. I know no, there's the odd little shot which people complain at, but... Yeah, Mo- less is more yeah, sometimes I've never though. got bored and I've got more oh he's probably just a bit angry which I, yeah, which yeah. I think it's probably more about the situation everything that's going on in his life and what and what not so yeah. I see him as bored and I just see oh he's just trying to get the job done and maybe he's just not yeah he knew it was taking, his last yeah, one yeah he's maybe not taking as much time to enjoy he's like alright let's yeah. just you know get for it but I mean he's still there the bond that we've met, yeah. like we've seen is still there yeah. well like we said we've got one Sean left but next week it's Honor Majesties, and it's a massive departure. It's one that you've got to see on the big screen. I think we'll be there in some different dates, but we, yeah. we can't wait. But I suppose here from the Trust Centre, it's over and out, heading for home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really the best.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.